It is episode 11, June 11th, 2020. Surprisingly, it's tough to find a job when you're a fucking idiot with no actual transferable skills in the middle of a pandemic. Go figure. Uh, that so much and more. What? That so much? Ah, oh, fuck. Ugh. This is Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Thank you as always, Ken. Appreciate that. I am your host, Dave LaPointe. Uh, off to a horrible start this morning, as evidenced by that uh, show open. So, uh, yeah. Typically, my day is getting up, um, going for a walk, doing some exercise, trying to get my... Uh, body moving in the right direction. And uh, and then I, I typically come down to the basement here where the uh, podcast studio was located and uh, get started on the daily uh, job search because, you know, as most of you are well aware, at this point I am still unemployed. And, uh, you know, finding a job, which I, you know, I kind of assumed would be difficult, but um, and I, I shouldn't even say that I'm surprised that it's difficult. I, I'm not really, um, uh, what I'm surprised about is what's available, which is next to nothing. And, uh, you know, these companies are being very particular and very picky and, and obviously, and, and personally, I think well within their right to be so, I mean, they, they're, the talent pool is, is currently saturated. So the talent less pool is also even more saturated. So those of us with no talent are fucked, royally fucked. Kind of tough. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I come down, and this morning I was just horribly frustrated. Yesterday I was too. Uh, I had a had an interview scheduled for 11 a.m. yesterday. Uh, that was then rescheduled at 10 past 11 due to a, quote, family emergency, end quote. I hate that. Um, I mean, did your family emergency happen at right at 11 a.m.? I don't know. What do I know? Honestly, I don't care. It's for a company that probably has no interest in me anyway. Why they bothered? Not sure. But, um, yeah, so bunch of, bunch of nonsense that I want to talk about on the show today, um, handful of different things, but I wanted to start with the job search only because it's, you know, it's a, it's a topic that I don't know if anybody who listens to the show is currently unemployed. I can think of one person who is currently unemployed who doesn't listen to the show. Thank you, friend. It makes me angry. No, it doesn't make me angry. Whatever. I don't really care. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I'm not being awfully picky with where I apply. I'm being, you know, picky in terms of, okay, could I do this? Yeah. Is this uh, a company that I can actually locate on the internet? The number of fucking scam jobs that I'm seeing. And they may not be scams, but I mean, it's what, you know, these companies that fucking just turn over people left and right. Constant turnover. You know, it's like, oh, let's just fucking churn and burn. Let's drain them. Let's get everything we can out of them, pay them nothing and get them out the door. There's a lot of that. And especially now, I mean, I'm getting so many emails from non-existent companies. Emails like, oh, hey, we have that interview scheduled for you next week. I don't even, I, I can't find you anywhere. On the You don't exist. You're a ghost who somehow managed to get my email address. But, so tons of that shit. Um, I lost my train of thought. That's the other problem. I'm just, I'm so flustered. I've been incredibly flustered the last couple of days. And I'm, I'm just way out of sorts. More, more out of sorts than usual. Which is nine times out of ten entirely out of sorts. But, uh, yeah, what I, you know, I'd love to, I want to be one of those people that comes up with a, a completely nonsensical invention out of the blue. How, how awesome would that be? You invent one thing and you're done. I was talking to my wife yesterday. He was saying that she can't, you know, it's odd for her to be out on the road using her, um, Microsoft Surface computer. Like, oh, that'd be, you know, should rig something up for like a steering wheel uh, laptop desk. We were both like, wow, that's that's cool. So, you know, I, I Google it and sure enough, there's 8,000 steering wheel laptop attachment things out there. So whoever invented that, kudos to you, sir, ma'am. Uh, hell of an idea. Might have to get her one. I mean, that's a shitty gift, though, huh? Hey, here's a here's a uh, piece of plastic that attaches to your steering wheel, so you can keep working all the time. It's kind of a dick move. I also saw this, um, and you may have seen this: the commercial for So Clean which is a machine that cleans your CPAP machine, and they've got Shatner as the spokesperson. You know, you, you got some fat slob who needs the... Well, I shouldn't say that. I take that back. That's I say that just based simply on my own experience. As a fat slob, I should have a CPAP machine. I don't. I had borderline apnea. At least I assume it's borderline apnea. I did that 10 years ago. That was horribly uncomfortable. Those things are just... Those things are dreadful. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. They're dreadful. But, um, yeah, so... The poor schlub that has, has to be on the CPAP machine asleep invented this machine to clean the fucking thing. Now they're on television constantly making enough money that they can pay Shatner to talk about it. It's incredible. 
what a niche product. It's like niche product from a niche company. I'm fascinated with that stuff. I love these companies that build a, I don't want to say an empire. That's the wrong way to put it, but just build something out of a niche, a tiny, tiny niche. That'd be cool. Um, so yeah, Thursday show jam packed, a lot of stuff to, that I wanted to talk about. First thing I wanted to talk about, I got an email the other day, show mail at complaintsandobservations.com. Um, the first email that I've received, second email, I should say I've received the first one went to the wrong address, but I still got it. Jack, thank you. Uh, friend Jack, don't want to confuse brother Jack. So friend, friend Jack, thank you. I did get that. Um, like I, th- I want to say a week and a half, two weeks after you sent it, but I got it. Just not to the show mail at complaintsandobservations.com. Anyway, so I got this email from an old friend. Uh, his name is Brian. Good guy. It's a slumlord in Watertown. It's not really a slumlord. I, I like saying that. I find it amusing. Uh, anyways, he sent me an email at 3.30 a.m. I don't know how to take that. I don't know if it's, you know, is he awake on purpose? Is he awake because he was thinking about this email and he needed to get it off his chest? Anyways. Uh, He offered a couple good suggestions, which I will take. He also offered uh, a couple of observations, which I liked. Although I didn't realize that uh, Brian was uh, a bit of a conspiracy theorist. And so uh, that's what I think. I think he's a bit of a uh, conspiracy theorist. Because they, they're both COVID-related. And one of them is, quote, The timing of the concern around COVID-19 started around the time the primaries and is suggested to be a second spike around the election. 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 Coincidence, or is it a scare tactic? End quote. I've heard this before. Brian, I like you. You're an incredibly smart young man. And if you know Brian, you know he's a he's a smart guy. But this is just... Dude. I mean, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, I, I just... I don't know how to respond to that for a number of different reasons. One, I I don't think it's a scare tactic. A tactic, tick, 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 tick. scare tactic. I think it's a. It, you can't control this thing. Now, do I think it's a little, little much, a little out of hand? Sure. However, you have to sort of take a look at the current map of uh, cases and outbreaks and whatnot. You had a lot of areas, the Northeast in particular, who shut shit down quickly, and their numbers have dropped in terms of new cases. Then you have the South, which is just inherently stupid. Open shit up randomly, and now their cases are going through the roof right now. So it's an odd mix. 
to say that it had that it was just and and again that you know what I should take that back. I don't think he's being a conspiracy theorist. He might just be throwing this out there, which is entirely possible. Um, Brian Brian's listened to the show. He should know. Hey, no politics. Trying my best to stay away from it because it's not something I want to do. Why? Because I'm not that knowledgeable about them. I know my feelings, but uh, you know. That's it. I don't want to turn this into that for either side. I don't like it. Some people do. I don't. So in terms of just starting a conversation, I think it's sound, the two things that he came up with. The other one has to do with um, wearing a mask and eating in public. How we went from everything needs to be shut down to suddenly we can eat in public. Well, you know, you know, businesses as a whole, restaurants and, and the hospitality industry as a whole is dying a slow death. So, you know, if we can open shit up safely, go for it. But again, I'm not smart enough to come up with answers for these things at all. I just find that whole thing with, you know, COVID and the primaries and the election and all other shit. I just think that's so fucking stupid. Don't, don't. Please don't. I mean, if the goal is voter suppression, I can tell you which side started that or which side may have been responsible for this whole thing. Really? Now, I don't want to get into that. I'm not going to do it. But Brian, thank you for the email. Feel free to send more. Love it. It's good stuff. Anybody else, feel free. Send an email. Please, it's costing me money. Show mail at complaintsandobservations.com. All right, sorry about that. I had to open up a can of liquid death. Liquid death. Sparkling mountain water in a can. It's the free ad of the day. It's good stuff. I mean, it's water in a can. And it's uh, lightly carbonated. I ordered some a couple weeks ago because they were running a promotion. And uh, UPS proceeded to fuck it up and basically sit on it for a week. So got in touch with UPS. I'm like, hey, what the fuck's going on? And they're like, uh, well, I think we lost it. So you should get in touch with Amazon. I'm like, Amazon? I didn't, I didn't fucking order it from Amazon. I'm not ordering anything from that fucking Lex Luthor wannabe. Fuck that guy. Um, well, it turns out the late, you know, the company here, Liquid Death, ships through Amazon. So they ship it from their warehouse to an Amazon distributor, and then off it goes. I mean, why just use the fucking post office for Christ's sakes? They're not going to do anything to the box of water or your, you know, kick ass sweatshirts that you sell, but whatever. So I emailed Liquid Death. I'm like, Hey, listen, UPS said um, that they lost this. So something about Amazon. I don't know what you guys are doing. Blah blah blah. Like, oh, that sucks. I'll we'll send you a new case. 
Later that day, UPS drops off the original fucking case of water. Wow. Anyways, two days later, the replacement case of, of liquid death arrived at the door. So now I have an extra 12-pack. Liquid death. Liquiddeath.com. If you like water in a can, you know, like the name of the company, which I think is cool, you should buy it. Liquid death. So, um, yeah, so that's that. Um, so I'd mentioned, you know, how the day starts typically here in the uh, broadcast palace. Um, you know, I, I've got nothing else to do. You know, I can sit here and stare at Twitter all day, which I can only, I can only take so much. So I like playing video games. I've been playing FIFA for a while. I'm terrible at FIFA. But I've had uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 sitting here. So I think it was last week I decided, all right, let's get back into this thing. The problem, the reason I stopped, like last year or the year prior, whenever it really came out, it's a very, it's a tedious game. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot you have to do, like just stupid, tedious shit. And I'm too old for that crap, you know? But at the same time, fascinating story. I love the story. The first story was amazing. And then this is a prequel to to the first one. Which makes me want to go back now and play the first one. I don't know if I'm going to do... I might just pop it in just to play like the last couple of missions just because now I have the prequel and the understanding to how it got there. But anyways... Great story. Thoroughly enjoyed it. The main character, Arthur. You know, troubled guy. While he's killing people. In 1899. But then it transitions. So, spoiler alert. If you don't like this, fast forward like two minutes. But uh, but Arthur dies. Of TB. It's a nasty cough. The climax is he's on top of a mountain running away from the feds and the army who they've managed to piss off. And he's fighting with one of his fellow gang members. But, uh, yeah, he can't can't go anymore. So TB has taken him. He's done. He dies. Well, then the story transitions. You have two epilogue uh, chapters that feature the main character from the first game. You just go back to him. Weird. Yeah, yeah. And then it just sort of builds to close to where the first story starts. Which is interesting. Enjoyed it. Uh, if you skipped um, skipped ahead because you didn't want to hear any spoilers, uh, Arthur dies. So there you go. Yeah, it's a fun game. Now i got to find something else to do. So... Been doing a couple things around the house, not a ton, because again, I'm lazy. But uh, we needed to get our window screens fixed. Had no clue how fucking expensive those things were. Good fucking grief! But there are two that are bent, so I had to take them to a local aluminum store or fabricator, whatever you would call it. So I go to this place and. 
there was an older guy that was in their small little office way. So I said, you know, I'll wait till this guy comes out. Guy comes out. I go in. Older lady. I would say she's probably in her 60s, late 60s, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Hi, how you doing? She's like, put those right over there. There's a whole pile of these fucking things. Screens. Uh, bent, fixed, whatever. Sitting there. Waiting to be picked up or serviced or what have you. And the lady says, out of the blue, oh, I'm trying to trying to reach my daughter. I'm like, I didn't say anything because I thought she was talking to somebody else. And so I, I look at her and she's looking right at me. I'm like, oh, fuck, she must be talking to me as if I know what the fuck she's talking about. And then she says, ah, I think I might have food poisoning. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I mean, way too much information, lady. Because what followed was too much information. Oh, I, I don't even know. I, I had a meal from Shaw's. Went to Shaw's and got one of those prepackaged meals. And now I just feel, I just, ah, oh, like last night I was making dinner for my husband. I, it was all I could do to just get everything together and make it for him. I didn't even eat it. Now I'm trying to call my daughter. She's a nurse. She'll know what to do. All right, well. Meanwhile, I'm just waiting for her to take my information so we can get these fucking things fixed and I can get the hell out of there because now I'm uncomfortable. She asked me my name and my phone number. Um, I'm like, yeah, okay. Thank you. Oh, I just, I, 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 I had to lay down. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. And I'm, you know, this lady never had fucking intestinal distress. I mean, shit. I get this all the time. I mean, folks that listen to the show on Monday knew that I had it on Monday. From the old Celtic pub. Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Shithole. Shitty kitchen, not a shithole. I mean, it's a shithole, but it's a fun shithole. I just don't understand the need. Like, I have never been in this in this establishment ever. I don't know this person, and she feels the need to share this information with me. Small talk is fine. You want to talk about the weather? I can live with that. I don't particularly care for it, but I can live with it. It's all right. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. Hey, how about this COVID, huh? Wow. Because this lady's like, oh, the guy that was just in here said I might have COVID. I'm like, what the fuck? Ma'am, your current issues have nothing to do with that particular ailment. So you're off the hook. You don't need your daughter to tell you that. She shares this information with me, and now I've just waded right into the conversation. Because now, you know, now I'm seen as the, well, this guy's listening to what I said. Well, what the fuck are you supposed to do? You're stuck. What do you, imagine you ignore this person. So someone is sharing this information with you, and you just ignore them flat out. You don't say anything. 
now you look like a fucking prick because you're not conversating with this woman and she's telling you that she's had diarrhea for the last day and a half. I don't know. It's a no-win situation. You don't want to be involved, yet you don't want to come off as a fucking heartless prick. Especially when you're dropping stuff off to be to be serviced. You know, if I was picking something up and she said that shit, I'm like, all right, I'm sorry to hear that. Here's your money. Give me my shit. See you later. Have a good day. I'm terribly sorry, ma'am. Liquid death. Yeah. But I don't I don't get that. It is something that I don't understand. I don't think I've ever done it. I sure as shit hope not. But I that needed to be expressed. Um so yeah, you know, there it just isn't much to do. The TV sucks. Not much not much on. You know, the one savior is there's still plenty of wrestling three nights a week. Let's go. Gonna do gonna do a pro wrestling show at some point. But you need guests for that one. Definitely need guests for a wrestling show. Gonna have that back and forth about horribly stupid shit. But last night was the first round of the Major League Baseball draft. I used to work for a uh, summer league club in Plymouth, the vaunted Plymouth Pilgrims, RIP in peace. They have since departed. Not actual Pilgrims, they've been dead for a long time, but the club, the team. So for the last few years, I've you know had a particular interest in the, in the draft just because like, oh, this guy played in the league, this guy played in the league, this guy played on the team, I know this guy. There's a handful of kids that are in high minors right now that I, you know, conversated with. And I don't want to say I know them because, you know, it was two months. Got to know them a little bit. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's kind of cool. But last night, um, one, the Red Sox... Trying to be, you know, the smartest fucking guys in the room. Draft a kid who's high school second baseman who was, um, I think, uh, Baseball America had him number 97. Perfect Game had him like 267. Some obnoxious ranking for this kid. And he was drafted 17th overall because, oh, they can sign him for less than the slot money. It's a whole bunch of inside baseball crap that nobody really needs to know other than you know they passed on they passed on players who would be ready in a couple of years just because they wanted to save a few bucks and spend it further down the draft when they don't have a second round pick because they fucking cheated but you know so they draft a second baseman high school second baseman they have few positional strengths in their minor league system right now their trash system Middle infield is one, yet I'm pretty sure, if I recall correctly, they drafted a second baseman last year, first or second round. I don't know. Anyways, the big thing is the names of these fucking kids. 
the first overall draft pick was Spencer Torkelson. These names, there's so many names in here that instantly reminded me of like fake names in video games. Max Meyer. He was the third overall pick by the Marlins. Zach Veen. Garrett Crochet. Mick Abel. Pete Crow Armstrong. I mean, so many. Cade Cavill. Oh, Cavalli. Sorry. A lot of they. I don't know. They just seemed like fake names to me. They seemed like names that video games would give to players who chose not to participate in the video game. Slade Sassoni, Drew Romo, Tanner Burns. They just sound like fake names to me. I don't know. It's not even that funny, but actually, it's not funny at all. Just for whatever reason, I was kind of like, oh, Jesus. These names fucking suck. Anyways, fuck the Red Sox. That's it. Fuck baseball. Baseball's fucking screwing shit up left and right. Uh, But the big thing that I wanted to talk about today was NASCAR. NASCAR yesterday, uh, after 72 years of existence banned the Confederate flag from uh, all of their events and all of their uh, merchandise and uh, on the cars and so everything else. They've banned it. Like I said, 72 years overdue. Too many people that I've I've seen on social media is, oh, you can't whitewash history and you can't, Get rid of it. You know, you're not changing history. You're simply removing that fucking uh, rebel nonsense that you want to talk about whitewashed. Good grief. Uh, You know, tearing down statues, which I'm all for. There's no need for them. Why, why, Why are we deifying losers? They lost. Why why are they why is it anything other than they were traitors and rebels and racists? That's all they were. But at the head of this thing, well not the head, but the most fascinating aspect is one of the NASCAR, the only black driver on the circuit, Bubba Wallace. You want to talk about fucking massive balls. This kid I mean, holy fuck, is it? I can't imagine the the burden or the pressure. Maybe that's the wrong, maybe those are the wrong words for it, but uh, that takes fucking nuts. You are the only black driver in a historically racist, uh, uh, I don't want to say sport, that's not right. One, because it's not a sport, and one, I don't think everybody that's involved in NASCAR is a racist. It's wrong. But you go to a NASCAR race, and you see you see that fucking flag all over the place. This dude, last night, runs a race 
where the car's blacked out, Black Lives Matter on the car. It's like, fucking A, dude. I mean, what a... That dude, that guy's a fucking hero. If only, if only for the fact that he's got monster balls, monster balls, just to be in that industry, in that environment, and he's driving for Richard Petty who is the king, quote-unquote. I mean, a black driver in Richard Petty's car, it's not actually his car, but for his for his racing team, with Black Lives Matter on it. And if there were people in the crowd, it would, you know, it would be even crazier. Because, I mean... The number, the fucking troglodytes that would be fucking throwing shit at his car would have been, they wouldn't have been able to run the race. There's no way. But holy hell. Oh, I loved it. I just, I thought it was great. Fucking stick it to him, you know? Yes, we're taking away your fucking flags. And now, here comes the. The number 43 blacked out that says Black Lives Matter on it. What a what a middle finger to all the fucking ignorant pricks that that love that that sport. I thought it was great. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And then you have a big deal, a big story about this uh, NASCAR truck driver, Ray Cicerelli. Who comes out and says that he's not he's not racing anymore because they got rid of the, the Confederate flag? What they don't tell you is that Mr. Cicerelli is fifty years old. Is probably was probably planning to retire anyway. Never won a race. He's only been racing for about six years. His best finish is thirty third. Big loss for the NASCAR truck series. Racist Ray Cicerelli. Congratulations, sir. Asshole of the day. Ray Cicerelli. Be a nice segment, asshole of the day. Yeah, too many, too many. I was calling segments slices because I wanted to be different. Nobody listens to your show, Dave. Who the fuck cares? I did a little market research the other day on the Instagram. Posted a little poll. Hey, have you listened to the show? Uh, 61 people saw the poll. I received 21 replies. So, yes or no? That was it. So roughly 40 people uh, couldn't be bothered with selecting a yes or a no, or just a flat no. Instead, they ignored it. You know, and these 61 people are friends, colleagues, old friends, old colleagues. I mean, there were more yeses than noes. 
which was good. I followed up with two questions. Hey, if you haven't, why not? If you have, what did you like? What didn't you like? So here I am thinking, all right, this would be a good way to kind of gauge, you know, audiences, trying to figure out where I should be going with this thing. And I got one answer from those questions. From an old acquaintance. And she simply said, seems like something I would be interested in. I just forget about podcasts. A wonderfully honest answer. I loved it. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. You're not going to hear this because you don't listen to podcasts, but still, thank you. Terrific. But I'm disappointed in 40 people. It's a large number, 40 people. You know. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of a bummer, I must say. I thought it would be helpful. And, you know, turns out it wasn't. What can you do? You know, soldier on, I guess, you know. Soldier on with boredom. The only podcast that could put you to sleep. Complaints and observations. Uh, that's it for the show today. Episode 11. Um, nothing of real substance today. Off the cuff, didn't even write out a script today. I just came up with a with an outline. Um, but again, as as always, the invitation is out there. If you are uh, listening to the program and you would like to participate, uh, feel free to leave a voice message. You'll find that at the bottom of the show notes on your uh, listening platform of choice. You can send an email, as my uh, dear friend Brian uh, did, showmail at complaintsandobservations.com. You can check out the Twitter page, Complaints Pod. Check out the Instagram page, Complaints and Observations Pod. Yeah, the thing of it is, a fucking long name. I don't know. Maybe I should change that, too. Hmm. Uh, if you have my number, give me a call. Shoot me a text. Let's talk about what's we can fucking talk about anything. You know? Wanna talk about sports? Awesome. Next Thursday, we're gonna have a a dedicated show. The entire show is gonna be about the uh, Premier League restart. Very excited to do that. Um if you like soccer, come on, let's go. Let's talk. Could talk via the old Zoom, Skype. I don't have a microphone for you yet, so you can't come to the house. We might be moving at some point. Um, so perhaps the uh, broadcast studio will be changed to something more glamorous than the basement. Although the basement's nice. I love it. We'll see. Um, yeah, so next Thursday, Premier League Part 2 preview show. To talk about Liverpool running away with it. That'll that'll be 14 seconds. So I don't want to talk about Liverpool. Um, talk about the rest of the top five. Relegation battle. I think most of my focus will be on how much hair I'll lose from West Ham losing and 
possibly getting relegated. Preparing for championship football, blah, blah, blah. But that should be fun. I'll have fun doing it. I don't know if anybody will have fun listening to it, but next Thursday. Um, but yeah, that'll do. Listen, have a wonderful weekend. Um, enjoy what it is that you're doing. Support your local business. If your uh, favorite restaurant has outdoor seating, by all means, go. Enjoy it. Have a drink or five. Think of your dear friend Dave. And uh, and that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Godspeed. Ta-ta.